This is the Greenhouse Podcast, and I'm your host, Steve Perkins. I'm a leadership, career, and business coach and the founder of Greenhouse, a company that helps people and teams grow and figure out what's next. This podcast is for leaders, entrepreneurs, creatives, and seekers. Myself and our team of guests are here to give you tips, share thoughts, have meaningful conversations and topics in career and in life, because we believe that with the right tools, you can lead a more fulfilling and impactful life. On today's podcast, we're talking LinkedIn tips for job searchers. So here's today's episode. All right. So today we are going to talk about LinkedIn because I don't know about you, but I'm going to just talk to the listeners out there who are maybe in my age group where we've seen LinkedIn like, what? <laughs> we have seen it evolve. I remember in the very beginning, like I got LinkedIn invites and I'd for like, I probably went five years without accepting one. <laughs> right. And some people are in jobs where it's almost like a no-no. If someone sees you're on LinkedIn, it's like, ooh, they're, they're looking, they're leaving. <laughs> that is a really, really good point. Yeah. I, I think that is a myth that we need to like dissolve today for sure. Yeah. Is that LinkedIn is just for jobs seekers because it actually isn't just about that but that's going to be our focus today but I feel like if you just don't exist there it's like if you're a professional you should exist in that you should space. exist there because even if I search your name and you don't show up or you show up without a picture we'll talk about that then it's like it dis- it can instantly discredit you mm-hmm. and same in the business world for any business owners this becomes a key tool for connecting with people mm-hmm. or selling your offer but in the same way there's there's so many kind of like sharks on LinkedIn. Like as mm-hmm. a business owner, I get multiple messages a day from people pitching stuff. And so mm-hmm. again, it can have that maybe negative feeling at first, but mm-hmm. then you realize, oh, this is actually, I it's need to good. be here. This is a good tool. Mm-hmm. People are looking for me. Yeah. I feel like this is what I will say to the social media haters. Cause I have a lot of people who are like, I just don't like it. Well, if you don't like social media, you're just going to have to like LinkedIn. <laughs> because- <laughs> yeah. If there's one to manage, it's that one. Professionally, there's one to manage. Actually, I was a coach for a very long time in a large corporate setting, and I used to teach this class all the time. And people always used to be thinking, oh, I only need to do this if I lose my job. I'm like, oh, no, no. Let me tell you about a trend that's happening in this company. What's happening in this company is sometimes managers are looking for talent in a particular area, and they're using LinkedIn to find you internally. Right. So that's like a whole thing, too. So I just want to call that out. too. That's a good call out. And so if you aren't on LinkedIn right now, like we said, that's just a necessary thing. You need to be on there. It's yeah. a check the box item. Even if it's simple, you need to be there if you're a professional. Yep. If you are already on LinkedIn and whatever you think about it or however much you're engaging with it, there might be just one thing in this episode mm-hmm. that changes everything. I think so. And we're going to talk about a few items and we have a lot more we can cover, but But there might just be one nuance or one tip or one light bulb moment Mm -hmm. that actually changes the game for you, especially if you're a job searcher. Yeah, I feel like that's how you play the game of LinkedIn. If you're there, you're going to be listening to me and you're going to be going, I used to actually have people come take the class to just make sure they were okay. And then they'd leave and go, I'm good. Or they'd be like one thing. So that's kind of what you might experience That's true, today. though. That's kind of a common thing for Greenhouse is sometimes with coaching or with classes or whatever it might be. Yeah, sometimes the benefit and the outcome is just going, okay, I'm good. I'm okay. And the confidence <laughs> yes. and the reassurance of yeah. knowing like, all right, I'm good. I'm safe in that space. Yeah. I've read parenting books just to know that I'm not like a bad parent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm okay. Yeah. You really do need like a lot of self-assuring, huh? Sometimes. I, I feel like all day I'm just kind of reminding you like, yeah, you are, you are awesome. You? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then you're like, Listeners, yeah. make sure you give me a five star. <laughs> yeah. Please give us a five star right now before right. press pause. We need a lot of affirmations. Right? 
<laughs> All right, let me jump in. Okay, so here's a statistic I just want to say is that 90% of employers go to LinkedIn to search. So that's a high number, right? That should just win you over just right there. And then here's the visual I would like to paint before I give the tips. The visual is, let's just say you got your foot in the door with your resume and they're like, hey, these five people, I really like them, okay? I'm considering calling these five people in for an interview. Just now imagine that the hiring manager goes, all right, before I call them, I'm just going to check one more thing. And they just go check LinkedIn. And if you don't exist there, sometimes they just move on. So just don't let this be the thing that makes you not get the interview. That's really it. That's great. Yeah, it can kind of be the thing that moves you from just a number Mm -hmm. to an actual person with a face and a name and skills and Mm -hmm. interests and make it more worthwhile Mm -hmm. to the person on the other end. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're ready to jump in with me? Let's jump in. Okay, ready? So the big framing that I would like to talk about is the difference. People ask me all the time, what's the difference between my resume and LinkedIn? So the difference between your resume and LinkedIn is that resume is, first of all, it's written in third person, which why? (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. But it still has not flipped a switch there. We're not allowed to say I on our resume. So on LinkedIn, it's actually not supposed to be a digital copy of a resume. That's why they check you out again on LinkedIn, because they're trying to get a personal flair from you. Like, who are you as a person? Maybe what's your brand? What's the feeling I get from them? And you can use the word I. (laughs) Yeah, it's an important point, because at the end of the day, we're all humans working together, right? There's this weird thing that happens with work and professionalism where we say, oh, well, that's professional and this is personal. And that, that is true, right? There is a distinction. And it's a bunch of humans working together mm-hmm. <laughs> on a team or at a company. Yeah. And the reality is there's with people, there's dynamics and you want to enjoy who you work with and you want to know that they kind of fit into the values and the, and the vision. And, and so at the end of the day, yeah, any kind of person hiring wants to know a little more about the feel of that person and, mm-hmm. and would they fit here and all mm-hmm. of that. They're just looking for something else that stands out to them. Okay, so the first thing to remember is this one's really big, actually, and a lot of people when I'm searching do not have this. So have a background picture. People always think that LinkedIn has that one that's like dots that connects the line to the next dot that connects that. They're like, oh, well, they they created a background picture for me. No, they created that there for you to create a background picture. (laughs) It's not optional. Uh Like, you know how on Facebook, it's like, "Ah, if you have a background picture, it's not a big deal. But on LinkedIn, if you don't have one, it actually looks incomplete. So let's dive into what the heck you're supposed to do there. Now, I have to tell you, this is my favorite one to coach on because it's fun because we're looking for your brand. So we're looking for what is it that if I was very quickly to look at your picture, would I get a sense of what would be something that stands out to me? So I'll just give you some examples. I've had some digital people who you clearly know right away, it's digital. It's just like I've had cyber people. It's like they just pick a background. But then there's some um, softer places, like some people have chosen gears working and maybe in their about written about how their brain works, right? For me, if you look up mine, which you're more than welcome to, is light bulbs off, one light bulb on. Because my job is all about helping people have light bulb moments, right? Whether it's to find a job or how to stand out or how to talk about themselves. So find your brain. It's so much fun. People have organization ones. I've had book ones. Oh, this one lady, I loved it. She found this one with it was like a thick pair of glasses, like 
thick frames is what I mean. Not uh-huh. the thick ones where <laughs> you can't see anything. Uh, thick frames. And it was like you it, you could see it through her lens and it, it brought everything around the glasses I've was seen blurry one like that. and yeah. in her glasses. And she just talked about how she's ultra focused. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And I know for me, I'm one of the people who I struggle with which background photo to do. So kind of to your point, get someone else's perspective, get some coaching, even the image itself. You know, you can go to Fiverr or something and get a graphic designer to make it the right size because some people (laughs) try to stretch something out that doesn't fit and then it almost distracts from the whole point. Yeah, don't get too committed to one until you figure out if it fits. Because that it will happen a lot of times. Is that what you're saying? Right? Yes, exactly. It's sometimes you so you save it to your desktop and then you try to attach it, and sometimes it's just the wrong size. Right. There. So, <laughs> so some tips there are you can go and look up, uh, literally <laughs> Google, LinkedIn background photos, <laughs> and you'll find lots of choices. Also, if you don't like any of those, you can actually choose something like process. I've had a lot of process people where they will just put the word process in there and go to images and they found the right image there for them as well. So why does the background photo matter? I think it's really attached to your brand. It's a quick visual that lets me know who you are and what kind of a person you are as a professional, like what stands out about you. Yeah. So don't miss out on that opportunity. By the way, I've had plenty of people who have chosen personal things too. That is a personal preference. It's not my favorite, but I've had some people just choose an ocean or the mountains because they just really are nature lovers. And I'm like, okay, it doesn't attach anything work-wise. So that's why it's not my favorite, but also, I've seen those work as well. Right. Yeah. There's places where it could make sense. Like if you're a business owner with kind of a personal brand, then showing some of your family, for example, or some, yeah, you at the beach or something, it might kind of give some of that um, humanizing element that you mm-hmm. need. And if you're like me, where you're struggling with what to put in there or what you want to represent, we did an episode, actually a couple of different episodes around this personal brand idea. And mm-hmm. um, how, how do you answer the question, tell me about yourself? And yeah. if you go back to some of those episodes, that would give you maybe some different like thought starters. Mm-hmm. And then the last point I'll make in there is some people, once they are hired, do choose to use the place in which they work as their background photo. Totally fine. Because they really want a brand where they work or they're really proud. It's just when you're in job search mode specifically, that's going to be a different picture. So moving on to the next one. This one seems like a no-brainer, but again, amazing how many people do not have a, wait for it, headshot. (laughs) So headshots are a big thing. People move on. So if I go check you out on LinkedIn, like I talked about in that comparison thing, and you have some words there, but no headshot, it's another reason for people to move on. They feel like you're hiding something. What's really funny is when I coach people and I ask, hey, why don't you have a headshot? It's not that they're hiding something. They usually answer it like this. Oh, I just hate pictures of myself. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I'm like, that's so funny that that's their real feeling. But the truth is it's coming across like either they're incomplete like they were lazy, they didn't finish, or that they just are hiding something. So some tips on the back on, on the headshot are this. Smile. Just look like a person people would want to work with. <laughs> like connected eyes, connected smile. One time I was standing at actually a grocery store. <laughs> I've done a lot of coaching in grocery store lines. Uh-huh. And this guy was checking me out and there was nobody there and we were talking and he was unemployed. So I just threw out some few tips and I said, hey, do you exist on LinkedIn? He goes, yeah. I said, let me take a quick look (laughs) in the grocery store line. And he just flipped his phone around (laughs) and I said, well, you don't look like someone I would want to work with. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, why? I said, you're so friendly to me right now, but your picture right now looks very, very serious. Yeah. He's like, oh my gosh. 
so it's just small thing. Yeah, and I don't know if this would apply to everyone, but if you're someone in the category of, ah, uh, I don't like any pictures of myself, mm-hmm. pick someone else around you to mm-hmm. make that decision. Yeah. And maybe ask them, like, which one looks most like me? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, which one would you pick that looks most inviting? Because, I mean, we can tell you from experience, we're on the microphone, we're in front of video cameras, we hear and see ourselves all the time in the, our line of work. Mm-hmm. And of course, we always hate how we sound. We hate how we look. I mean, that's just natural to be like, oh, that's how I sound. (laughs) Like, I I don't like listening back to this podcast because I don't want to hear how I actually sound. (laughs) But the reality is every day when I'm talking to you and all these other people, that is how you hear me. Mm -hmm. That is actually how I sound. It actually is. And so that's what matters most, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I think another version of the headshot thing that I've seen is people who want to pick the photo that makes them look most perfected. And I'm not going to sit here and say that's wrong to do. That Mm -hmm. might be okay. But I just think from our experience as coaches, it's better to pick one that actually looks like the real you. Mm -hmm. Don't try to make this perfected headshot Mm -hmm. because that's actually going to throw people off than once you meet them in person. Yeah, really good point. So my quick do's and don'ts are this, and then we'll move on to the next one, is no sunglasses, no (laughs) seatbelts. Because a lot of people take a selfie in the car. Uh, No weddings, like a wedding one where you look like you're at a wedding. It's just the wrong setting where there's other people's arms on your shoulders and you cropped your good head picture out. That one, uh, no couples. It's not supposed to be you and, you know, your partner. And the last one is a distant one, a really distant. Sometimes I've had people who are like standing on a mountain, but I cannot identify them at all. So (laughs) so a nice headshot where I can actually see that it's you. Yeah, kind of the rule of thumb there is it should, the photo should start to chop off the top of your head a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then that's a good distance. Yes. And again, you know, I mentioned Fiverr. There's a different tools where you can find somebody nearby who, who can do headshots, but use LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just search on LinkedIn for photographers, headshot, you know, whatever relevant terms, you can probably pretty easily find someone you can. who could quickly do one for you. Yep. Or just good old, you know, like the phone. <laughs> just have somebody else do a good one on yeah. you. So, all right, enough about that. I just think it's an important piece. Spend some time there, all right? All right, this one is actually really critical too. So these first three that I'm talking about are probably the most critical because if you think about it, when you open LinkedIn on your phone, the first three things that I'm mentioning, background photo, headshot, and headline, are the first things that people look at. And sometimes they don't scroll anywhere else. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. So I feel like these three pieces are the most important because sometimes you lose them right after that. So let's talk about the headline. All right. The biggest mistake that people make in the headline is they write their job title and the company in which they work. So they might be like uh, data analyst at Capital One. Okay, well, guess what? (laughs) Over to the right, there's actually a section that says current employment. So it's like you're repeating yourself. So you write data analyst at Capital One, it's already there, whereas the headline is actually supposed to be about the buckets of your brand. Okay, so now this is the one where it comes to that tell me about yourself podcast that could help. This is why when you do that first, writing your LinkedIn helps. So this is hard, isn't it? Writing the, the, the words for your brand. I've also seen some people do like some brand and then like a statement about mm-hmm. themselves, like uh, helping people find purpose. You get it like something like that. That's fine, too. But I need to feel like what is in your headline is showing me what I'm trying to attract, 
Like, what am I trying to attract? So for me, I have facilitation, I have career coach, I have speaker, I have culturist, I have trainer, you know? So now you're getting a sense, these are the buckets. And also, by the way, it's a big search thing. So recruiters are searching for words, and if they don't exist in your headline, they sometimes you're a miss. And even the ones you're mentioning are more specific and tangible. If you think about like kind of what's invisible or visible, you're focusing more on the visible things because I've seen a lot of headlines that kind of say team player with a positive attitude and that stuff almost has become a turn off. Mm-hmm. It's like next because they don't know what they're good at or, and you know, this is coming from like coaches who were all about teamwork and positive attitude, yeah. but I mean, that's we not love what those you, things, but it's but not the right not, place. That's right. not where it goes. Yeah. So <laughs> Feel free to maybe even put that at the end of the sentence if you feel like it really needs to be in there. Mm-hmm. But don't lead with that. No, don't lead with it. And and feel free to also Google buzzwords not to use on LinkedIn. <laughs> and you'll be like, okay, and that'll help you too because they're overused. And because they're overused, nobody looks. And then you mentioned words like data analyst or facilitator. And so in terms of the search and the algorithm, again, if you can even drill down a layer deeper than that too. So you might say facilitator of blank, Mm -hmm. you know, if there's a way you can get more specific, Mm -hmm. you know, there's kind of like half the personalities out there will be cringing right now. Like I can't box myself in and I'm, I'm one of you, I'm right there with you, but being coming more specific actually opens up the opportunities. It's actually going to make you show up in searches. It will. And uh, allow you to expand then on the other things that you do. That's really great that you just mentioned algorithm too, because there's one more piece on that that moves us into the algorithm space. So the headline is the buckets you want to attract. And by the way, don't put things in there you don't want to attract. (laughs) If you don't want to do that anymore, don't add it. But so the next piece is the about section. And a lot of people overlook this. Now, LinkedIn will write one for you. If you fill in your general chronological pieces, they will kind of like piece together a like make-believe one. I really encourage you to get a little inspired by that, but to not use it. Uh-huh. Because they it's they use that very strategic, you know, like that language. Sometimes it just feels like not human. And we already talked about it not being, not like your resume. So first thing is in your about section, use the word I. And maybe even connect your background picture to your about section about me. I think it's called about me section. So for me, I say help clients find their light bulb moments. Like right away, I help clients and coworkers find their light bulb moments, something like that. It connects the visual that I have from the background. And I coached another girl who uh, loves theater, but she doesn't do theater anymore, but that was her major. So she just, it's her essence, but she's like a, she works with career now not a career coach. I won't go into it. So she did a background picture of a theater uh-huh. with a spotlight. And she talked about how she helps people move into that place of finding their their spotlight, like finding where they stand out. Yeah. So I thought that was a fun one too, because it brought in, if you look at her degree, you'll see her bachelor's in theater. You can see the connection. Right. Yeah. And this gets into that whole discussion that often really needs to be solved in coaching. It's hard to like share a podcast that helps you figure out your unique <laughs> value is. you bring to the table. Yeah. But that is, that's the essence here. What makes you uniquely you? Like what is the one thing that you bring to the table that a thousand other people who do your role don't? Mm-hmm. That's what I care about as, as a recruiter, as a hiring manager, especially, or as a, a potential customer. And 
that part is tricky to figure out. It's tricky to hone it in. But you can ask people. You can kind of look at past experiences. And, of course, we have all kinds of tools to help with that in our membership. That's, like, the main thing we help people do. What is your unique value? What's your Mm -hmm. thing? But if that's what you can start to draw out and then connect it to the problem that people need to solve, Mm -hmm. now you have something powerful that actually stands out from the crowd. I would say... If you hire a coach for anything, it would be to get your LinkedIn up to speed. <laughs> if you're in job search mode, if you can't do it on your own and you're really stuck, I've had people come in and say, I just want one thing. I want to meet with you for one hour to get my LinkedIn up to speed. And I'm like, all right, let's dive right in. We don't talk about anything else because it's worth it. Yeah. So that's a really good point. Yeah. You know, for some reason, because we keep mentioning data analysts, this is coming to <laughs> <Yeah>. mind. <laughs> like that's the only job out there. Right. But Okay, data analysts, cool. There's millions of data analysts. Mm-hmm. So it's just one in a million. But if your about section said, I'm the kind of data analyst who can sift through all of the clutter and pull out what is that one headline? You know, what is the m- main point that this data is telling you mm-hmm. that'll inform your next decision? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just an example. Yeah, it's but a great right example. now you stand out. Now I'm like, oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. you're like a really good analyst. Or maybe it doesn't fit what I'm looking for. And right. so I know that. Right. I feel like one other example of that is I have a lot of very analytical people who are just analytical people. And then I have people who are good with people. And if one of your things is that you're analytical and you can describe it in a way that real people understand, say that. Yeah. Because that's another thing, too, is that's a very unique quality if you're able to be this. And I actually can explain it in a way that others understand. Yeah. And if you're in a technical field, I know the norm or the temptation is to list all the different programs (laughs) and languages and things you know and can use, all the different tools you're, you know, certified in or fluent in. And that, again, is going to lose people. Pick the one or two that's really your jam. Lead with that put a period after it, and then list some other stuff, you know? Yeah, because back to the algorithm, thank you for bringing me back there. In your about section, after you write a little paragraph, if someone gives you the luxury of clicking, tell me more, because you know how it only shows you the first three lines. Mm -hmm. You can, underneath it, say, also known for or tech experience, and list every freaking program you've ever done. Because in a search, if they are looking for a specific thing and it isn't anywhere... You could get missed. So feel free to do that. And also, I repeat myself in my about section with my buckets that are my brands. Because the more times I mention facilitator in my LinkedIn in general, if someone is looking for one, the higher chance I have of getting found. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. Okay. So if any of this is still blurry and you're listening, you can actually go to Sundays. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll often tell people to go to your yeah, profile. To see what I'm talking about. To get a picture of it, to get an idea. And yeah, it's a specific field you're in. Sunday Marquardt, M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T. It's a mouthful. I know. <laughs> Good God, job. I nailed that. <laughs> I did. And then Sunday, really, S-U-N-D-I-E. It's like a weird first name, too. <laughs> not a Y, an I-E. Right, I-E. Yeah. Right. But, All um, right, I'm going to move past this one and say that there are just two more. The last two, one of them is, especially if you are in job search mode, take the time to request LinkedIn recommendations. Oh my gosh, hearing what people currently say, by the way, don't have recommendations in there from five years ago. If you're in job search mode, re-reach out to people. Now, when you do, a lot of times, like I just emailed my old boss and said, could you write a LinkedIn recommendation about me? And she was so sweet. And I love when people do this. She says, is there anything you would like me to highlight? 
a lot of people will actually do that because I don't, I, I might be, I might be like, yes, let's just say I was in job search mode. I'm really trying to lean more towards the storytelling piece of my personality. If you could maybe highlight that particular piece that I'm really good at, that'd be great. Don't feel afraid to, to also when you email say, once they say yes, to say, if it's okay, could you highlight that last project we worked on together Yep. so that people are more specific? I find it actually frees people up usually because they're oh, like, oh, gosh. Because they don't know where They're to happy go. to, but <laughs> yes. it feels like this, oh, man, i got to add that to my list now. Yeah. And, yeah, if you give me direction, it's like, oh, yeah, sure. It, it makes it to. a little lighter. They would. Yep. And also remember that if you're scared, you're like, well, what if they write something that's like, well, you don't get to actually put it on your LinkedIn until you approve it. So it'll go to your message box. It'll say someone gave you a recommendation. You read it and you either accept or you don't. That's a good point to yes. call out. Yeah. And when people have asked me, I, I like when they give me direction too, because then I know which skills to endorse mm-hmm. as well. Yes. And, you know, they might have 20 different skills on there from all their different jobs. I'm not just going to click like on all of them because, again, what they're looking for might be one or two of those. Yes. All right. So that's easy, right? Recommendations. Yeah. The last one is just build your network as you go. All right. So what you shouldn't be doing, and I recognize that you might be listening to me right now and being like, oh, crap, I have a lot of work to do. Well, then go for it. But <laughs> if you're just listening, I feel like everyone should always be ready to be in job search mode. Like, And we should just be well-networked. So build your network as you go. Don't scramble because you just lost your job. Connect with people as you go. So examples of that might be, I meet someone at a conference, I collect their card or I remember their name, I go right to my room and connect them on LinkedIn. People ask me all the time, should I connect with anyone Well, first of all, I'm not going to tell you what to do because everyone has different opinions about that. But I will tell you that I feel like what's the point of my network if I have no connecting piece to you at all? I'm not just going to randomly ask Joe if I don't even know him or really what he does, but he made a request to me just to grow my network. It doesn't help me. So have some reference point. The only people in my network that I do not kind of know, and I'm using quotations very lightly there because... I could have just met them once. You get it? And I'm going to add them to my LinkedIn. The only people that I add to my LinkedIn that I don't know are people who do what I do because I grow from them. So I might invite other career coaches or life coaches to be a part of my network because we're in similar industries. I feel like that's the one place to kind of like break away from them. I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And of course, this isn't a topic we're going to dive into, but the content you engage with on LinkedIn can help with that. And you can follow groups Mm -hmm. and look at groups. So like you and I love Ted talks. Mm -hmm. So we could go in that group and even connect with some people there. And we know that kind of like-minded people might not be the exact same industry, but helps to find some of your niche. Yeah. So that's a whole other thing. Uh, We're going to be actually having a class in the greenhouse network on all these different specific job search things. And I'm going to be doing a little class, uh, about a 30 minute class on LinkedIn. And I am going to talk a lot about how you grow it and how you actually attract people with content, things like that, whether or not you should add a real, not real. Yeah. Oh, there's so many things. So, well, and part of what's fun about the interaction of our community in the greenhouse network is you can get feedback from people yes. and people who are thinking about similar stuff. So mm-hmm. like that headline brand statement, that's a hard one to do on your own, oh, but is. I could do a draft and, and post it to the group and say, mm-hmm. hey, what do you think about this? And get some real-time feedback. Oh, that's a, that you're right. You're and, right. And that's we can we can coach as well in there. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this, and obviously you've listened to enough of this, I know you're interested or this is relevant. 
go ahead and follow us on LinkedIn. Follow Sunday, myself, Greenhouse. We even have a company page and or even shoot a message and then we can kind of engage with you as well. And you can get some ideas. We can help kind of propel you forward. I'm going to close with two mindsets. All right. All right. So mindsets are this should be a living, breathing document. Do not do your LinkedIn and be like, that's it. I got it. If it's not giving you the bites you need, you need to revisit something. So don't think this is like concrete. That's a mindset. The other one is this. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you feel overwhelmed because I just would like, you, you don't even have one <laughs> or you have one and you've not done any of the things that I talked about, just take a deep breath. Do not feel overwhelmed. I always say, just choose one thing at a time. Just choose your profile picture. Just choose your background picture. Things like that. And then just call it a day. Call it a day and don't get overwhelmed. One piece at a time. All right? All right. You brought some goods today. This is a list. I'm looking at the list right now of 15 different things. We covered, I think, seven. Six or seven. Right. Okay. Yep. We sure did. But like you said, the rest we go in depth um, within the Greenhouse Network. And yep. would this love should get to, you going. This, right. this should give you enough. And if you really need to dive deeper or get mm-hmm. some coaching, that's where you can join us. You bet. Do you want more great content like this, but 24-7? Check out our membership, The Greenhouse Method. It's an online course with built-in community and coaching made just for you to figure out what's next in your life, leadership, career, or business. Visit greenhouseculture.co, that's .co, or the link in the show notes to learn more.